Hello, 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 and welcome back to Even More Cues, the show where we answer your cues, even more of them. My name's Katie Stoll. Stoll. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to, to the thing, 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 that, 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 Katie, 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 said, said, said already. Hi, I'm Cody. Welcome back, hey, where we cue your A's. Oh, we're going to cue you right in the A's today. Oh, yeah. So hard right in the A. Mm-hmm. Before we do that. Uh, Katie, grow up. Sorry. Happy grow- New Year. Oh, well, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. <gasps> Let's take Happy that Happy New again. Year. No, we go with it. <laughs> I am growing up, Cody. I'm growing up right now on this new year. I'm growing up right into 2022. Good. It's important to grow and evolve uh, or not. Whatever you want to do. The important thing is we're going to cue you so hard in the A's, everybody. Well, that's part of my New Year's resolutions is cueing people in the A's right up that A. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. What have we done to you? Hi. That's not actually a New Year's resolution. That's I do have good. New Year's. Do you have one yet? Because we're, we're we're recording this like not I'm on New Year's, on so yeah. Where I, I by the time this drops, I, I certainly will. But I don't know. For a long time, I was of the of the mind that it's stupid mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people set up uh, set themselves up with all these best of intentions in January first, and then it doesn't last long, and they beat mm-hmm. themselves up, and it's Agree this whole cycle. And for mm-hmm. a long time, my um, general thought going into a new year was to just, like, be kind to myself. And so that's kind of been my general, like, mm-hmm. a moment of centering and saying I love you and I'm proud of you moments. Agreed. Um, but I'm taking it a little further this year. And it's not that I have a, resol- a resolution, but um, I think sending an intention or things that you would like to see in your life or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and really sitting down and deliberating on that is a as a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning of a year is a healthy time to do that symbolically. So I'm approaching my resolutions as um, just general pep talk, maybe <laughs> kindness. Mm. But I I I would like to specifically this year work on my leadership skills, though. Because okay. as our team is growing and we're hiring more people, I find that I'm interested in that and the communication of how to communicate with people and, and to set a good example and how to be a responsible boss and, and stuff like that. So um, so that's one thing. And yeah, the kindness. I hope you remain kind. Not to other people. Oh. Fuck everybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. No, gobble, gobble, gobble. Give me the kindness. Um, yeah, I hear you. Do I have to do it? How how about you, man? Do I have to do it? You don't have to. You can. Um, um, No, I. Well, I don't usually make a joke. You can steal mine. Mm. Um, I don't usually do resolutions beyond just like gonna do better at the things that I don't think I'm great at. But um, yeah, I would say uh, I do think that the leadership aspects and like communicating and being like making clear choices and. uh, I I uh, want to you know with with kindness and but also with like um, firmness I guess. Oh, it's and it doesn't just apply to being in um, a business situation. I think that this is about being 
about growing up, you know, I, I feel that way for myself, the communication of being, knowing when to say something, you know, and, and how to be firm, but kind. Yeah. Cool with saying no <laughs> yeah. and just being like, eh. um, most of mine uh, tend to be music related. Um, yeah. So I would say that uh, that is probably the case still just sort of expanding uh, both my skills and technique at certain instruments and also um, uh, actual production and productivity and uh, being more open to and willing to like uh, put myself out there musically and allow myself to like put out Mm -hmm. stuff that I uh, am excited about and proud of beyond yeah, Cody, like, you need to put I, out more i uh, oh. put out more your music part. um well i'm cueing people's a's today so like let's you know one step at a time tend to not view myself as a musician even though i probably am uh but like you know i'm a goofball i do news and jokes and stuff um so whenever I put music out, it's usually like, here's a song I wrote for the show or like, here's this theme song as opposed <laughs> to like, no, here's like a song I wrote that I like. And I say that every year and maybe this is the year that it, it will happen. Maybe this year it'll be different. Who knows? Should we um, answer some que- some cues? I a some cues. Fucking guess. This time... For even more cues, we're going to mix things up and have Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. For us to A. Hey, hello. Shove some cues in our faces. I'm ready to gobble some cues. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, if it's gobble time for some cues, I got plenty. Mm -hmm. Um, This first Mm -hmm. one comes from Josh Woods on Patreon. He asks, what are some ways that we can move towards greater working class solidarity? Crossing political lines on this issue will be hard as hell, but it seems like an essential issue. That's a great question. To which, is there an answer? Um, I think, uh, we've sort of talked about this before on this show, I think that um, uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, consciousness and awareness of of this, of the question at all. Um, and uh, communication and um, being able to talk to people about this uh, aspect of our society uh, without sort of dipping into like culture war nonsense or uh, things like that and just being very um, clear and explicit about uh, what needs to be done. Um, I also know that there there also needs to be some sort of delicate uh, balance there because um, a lot of what I think is are viewed as like uh, the GOP and their culture war stuff uh, that also does have effects on people's lives and like they, you know, they they use culture war to um, yeah. to like oppress people and uh, and uh, marginalize people. So it's not just sort of like, oh, ignore that, because I don't think we can ignore that and and claim that there is solidarity with everybody because that's um, dismissing issues that really do affect people. Um yeah. But I also think yeah. like the way the way things are going, more people are aware of it. Like there is there are so many strikes going on and uh, so many um, people who realize happening. that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, just people who re- realizing that it is it is not a right or left issue, really. Um, right. We right had there. Kim Kelly, I believe, on Worst Year Ever 
uh, who was covering, I believe it was the John Deere tractor um, strikes from however long ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about this, you know, like she's a reporter, she's progressive, you know, obviously shares a certain set of ideals that we do. But covering this, you know, finding the common ground with people that a lot of them, yeah, are Trump supporters, are people that are having a hard time or maybe don't begrudgingly starting to see the connection between, you know, labor and right wing politics and, you know, just in general. She talks about it with patience and love. She sees these people just because they're on the other side of the spectrum politically they're human beings and they are a part of this when we fight for something we're fighting for them as well we don't want medicare for people who vote our way we want medicare for all you know and so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what the answer is but i think that there is a mental shift like obviously like (laughs) some compartmentalization i don't know of like obviously i'm angry at people who support ex-candidates but also remember that they are human beings who have been lied to or led or have whatever circumstances that have contributed to their perspective on life i'm just rambling yeah, i think I it's mean, about approaching things with with the humanity and 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 that's how we work towards solidarity and it is hard as hell like you say it's almost like feels like well we have to be the bigger person yeah, and <laughs> you know, it's like I'm I'm fighting for this to include you, even if you don't like me for it. Yeah, and ultimately, I think a lot of it is like it's all offline. <laughs> um, it's talking yeah. to people um, on the ground, and like like we're saying, like all these strikes going on, like they're not organizing. They're like they're not coming to these realizations because of a specific tweet they saw or anything like that. It's because of people in the workplace talking to them. Um, and uh, I don't know if I actually have anything else to add because um, I don't have I don't think anybody has like, a, uh, you know, this well, is the I, answer. I, would, I guess I would just add that I feel like we are moving towards that at least. Oh, absolutely. Time because we are seeing all of these strikes coming up everywhere and and, you know, people are coming back around to the issue of what, why? Why do we have to fight so hard for basic things? Um, right. Why and don't like we getting, have health care? Like, like it, it, it's that it changes and it is changing. And uh, just seeing like so much, so many like people like in the media and different political parties and stuff, just sort of framing it like, well, people just don't want to work anymore. Um, people are lazy and just sort of like the reality of, of the employer employee relationship and, uh, and uh, workplace stuff. I think that that is, um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, part of it is just, like, the way things are going, people are realizing this. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard. And, again, I don't want to dismiss, um, you know, issues as, like, other, uh, like, quote, culture war stuff that is are that are distractions but also do affect people's lives um, because of the after mm-hmm. effects of the focus on them. So Embers on Discord asks, what is the worst thing Cody has had to eat on camera? And what was surprisingly mm-hmm. fine? Eggs. The raw egg. Um, no question. And was it surprisingly fine? Uh, it was not surprisingly fine. It was gross. It was a raw egg. I put a raw egg in my mouth and I clamped down on it with my stupid jaw. Um, and it was disgusting. And I had a beard at the time. So 
uh it, it was it was just gross i don't know if you, if you ever ate, eaten a raw egg gross uh i didn't no. swallow the raw egg so that so i don't know if that technically counts as eating but i don't think it does i think we i don't think it does either reshoot that. um ooh, you have to go back and reshoot it um yeah worst the worst was the egg everything else is fine um chugging that gatorade fine uh you know you get a little like you need oh, that but, hydration. but like but yes yeah, whatever uh I'm trying to think of what else I have eaten on camera that might be, you know, I've done paper a couple of times, probably. Um, That's pretty bad. It's not great. Um, But yeah, I think that's it. I could say the worst thing I've eaten on camera. Worst thing I've eaten. That's not part of the the question. Don't ruin it. (laughs) But I will say was my fish McBite commercial. I was wrong. I didn't ruin it. So many fish sticks, fish McBites. You guys can look it up. There's a New Year's treat. It's that one where they have a song where all the the wall plaque fish start singing, fishy, mm-hmm. fishy. And um, <laughs> there's this close-up shot of me taking a bite and my eyes look so dead and glassed over. So there's my answer that you didn't ask. But why can would you? Can you still get those? Uh, no, no, I don't think they're a good product. I wouldn't know though the ones that they give you on these shoots like they make them a bunch and a bunch of them and like make them pretty or whatever but they're like cold <laughs> you've just been sitting around you yeah you've just got these like cold fish sticks you Ugh, that was all the- I shot that uh I did a no one cares about this but I did a McDonald's commercial as a kid but Ooh. I didn't get to eat any McDonald's stuff it was a gummy bear promotion and they did have a bunch of amazing fruit gummy bears on set which was very fun did you make bank on that commercial Put you through college. I mean, it was in like 1991, so no. Actually, it used to be that you could make a lot more money on commercials, but then they contracted it out of into oblivion and new media and all that. Anywho, let's get another question. Um, I will say real quick, actually, though, maybe even worse than the egg. I was in a short film for our friend Abe Epperson um, uh, back in the day, and uh, I uh, the character smoked cigarettes. Um, and I also had quit smoking cigarettes by that time. Uh, so they have these herbal cigarettes that you can smoke. Um, they're fucking this disgusting. for cracked or just for Abe? It, it was for, it was for Abe. Um, but, um, mm. it was, uh, it's disgusting. They're so gross. Um, and I, you have to, you know, keep yeah, smoking they are awful. the whole time. Uh, they're really awful. I would have rather just like smoke cigarettes again for a little bit, <laughs> uh, instead of those. Yeah, they yeah, really, yeah. really, really gross. <gasps> Okay, another anyway. question. Uh, Draylen, Dra- <laughs> Draylen Dragon Fox on Discord asks, which of the right-wing pundit grifters do you think is the least invested in their lying grift who would immediately flee to the left if their own turned on them for something they said or did? Dave Rubin. Um, yeah. Is my guess. Can I include Joe Rogan as... <laughs> Um, I guess flee to the left. I think he's well, just think, closer. So he's tying. He might be swayable or something. But yeah, I think Joe Rogan's a different beast in like his. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I wouldn't include him in like right wing pundit grifter category. No, um, I know necessarily. I was looking um, for a creative answer. But uh, yeah, Ruben. I mean, I'm thinking sure. of like I imagine like uh, uh, sorry. Da, 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 da. I imagine Draylon Dragon Fox. Um, I want to make sure I got that right, uh, is thinking of like Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro, Tim Pool, the Tim Pools of the world. Um, and we, I, 
well, we won't like pontificate too much on this, but I do think Dave Rubin is the closest to just like, yeah, whatever. It's uh, it's money stuff. Um, there are enough stories out there. Also, uh, like I like I think some some are like true believers. Some are just like, well, this is the world I live in. Uh, some uh, have like I grew up with this sort of mindset, and it's hard to like break out of it. Uh, I know people have claimed like Stephen Crowder, for example, doesn't necessarily believe uh all the stuff he says about like trans people uh although i don't think he would abandon his entire project um because i think there are aspects of it that he does believe in yeah crowder was the one that i was gonna say perhaps because it's so performative performative you know but um but i think there there are also a lot of there are a lot of also stories um you can hear of people who've interacted with Dave Rubin specifically. Um, and even just, like, you can just listen to him talk. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. And uh, he's inconsistent. He doesn't even, like, use words right, necessarily. And there's a lot of people who knew him back in the day and would talk to him. Uh, and the question from him was always, like, what's your, like, what's your, like, next step? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, and like, what's like, what's your show? Like, is it a show? Is it this? Is it this? And people talking to him just be like, I, what do you mean? Like, I'm just doing, I'm doing this, um, because I like kind of believe the stuff I'm saying. Whereas for him, I think it was more just like, I got to get the show. I got to do this. I got like, it was about the spotlight aspect of it and the name part of it. Um, he's in a category of people. Right. I think it's, uh, specific to, it's not specific exactly specific to uh the right wing but there's a kind of right wing pundit who it's always like the name of their show is their name and report or their name and the show if you look at the daily wire they don't have clever names for their shows they have oh it's the michael knowles show it's the ben shapiro show it's all about the name for them uh which comes back to like the rush limbaugh of it all limbaugh is like the father of all of these sort of people. And, uh, you know, we call this show Cody's Shoddy is a, a bit, but like, uh, I think there are a lot of people who are just like, well, I gotta, it's this, it's this show with my name on it, my name in lights and that kind of thing. Um, I think Ruben is the closest to that, uh, just in watching his work and his like old stand up and things like that. I didn't need to talk about that as long as I did. Look at you. Such ridiculous creatures you humans are. Not like me. As an Asgardian demigod, I am the spitting image of health and vigor, majestically standing before you like the mighty steed Fyagnor. What is my secret? I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product that brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition without the bother of swallowing a horde of pills. You know how your pathetic mortal tum-tums hate those pills? Well, AG1 condenses everything into one easy-to-imbibe ale. Look at it with your ears, as green and powerful as the Hulk's fist. Just one powerful scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, such as a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. It supports any of your human lifestyles, has what has but one gram of sugar, and shall aid in gut health and digestion, as well as 
support a healthy immune system, you hilarious tiny creatures so desperately require. And now, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Be like the mighty Thor and chug this elixir today. Good day to you and your realm. You know, as a powerful Asgardian with access to high-speed internet, I do occasionally enjoy your suggestive Midgard photographs of respected cartoon species in various acts of coupling. But alas, I am ashamed by this. This is why I use ExpressVPN, an app for your computer or phone that will encrypt your network data and hide your IP address so that no one will be able to detect your dark Midgardian fantasies. Nor shall your personal information be sold off to sinister advertisers or dark elves. Even the mighty internet service providers will be at your mercy. All thou must do is visit expressvpn.com slash some news to swiftly cut down your enemies. That's expressvpn.com slash some news to get three extra months free with my exclusive link. Go to expressvpn.com slash some news right now to learn more. You shall enjoy the romantic expressions of Sonic the Hedgehog, Earth's fastest warrior. In peace. Sexy peace. T. Gordon Mayhall on Patreon asks, if any of you were to be up for a cabinet position for the next president, what would you hope it would be for and what are some day one policy changes you'd seek to make? Secretary of Style, baby. National uniform. Everybody wears sustainable jeans and fabric from upcycled reused clothing. I don't know. That's so you're a fascist is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fashionist. We're going to you're going to make everybody wear it's uniforms. Not what I would do. Disgusting. No, I I'm I'm thinking listen, I just respond this was improved. If you're if your impulse is national uniforms, that's a bad sign. I'm just going to say. Um, not national uniform. I just want everybody to wear there's so much waste in the fashion industry and we just throw shit out and it's not it sits in landfills and uh, it's actually a really a big deal in a part of our quest for sustainability. Um, we should be wearing, we should be consuming less, buying less new things. And, uh, and, and when we do buy clothes, buy clothes that um, are ethically, fuck you. I don't know. It was just a joke answer. <laughs> it's not the actual job I'd pitch. Too late. Fine, I'm official. a fashionist. This is official. Feels You're like everybody's calling each other fashionists these days. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, it's a good. It's good. It's a good move to shut down debate. What would you be? I'll think of a real answer. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with the fashion one. Um, uh, I've got a lot of answers. This is a good question. Um, I uh uh, technically the vice president counts as the cabinet. So maybe just a little selfish. Uh, Won't be the vice president. I'd be down to um, fuck with some price price presidentialness. Um. Uh. My impulse is um. Uh. Well, also chief of staff, so I can like tell the president uh what he's doing wrong all day. Um. Cody, you don't uh, have to respond to emails a little. Yeah. Bit more never promptly. mind. Scratch that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I feel like all these jobs would require email responses, though. Um. Uh, yeah, but filter that in. Maybe you want to be the uh, the president's physician or something. 
Um, Department of the Interior is tempting um, because I would selfishly you have to stay inside just at all like, times. Uh, yeah, um, so I could just sort of uh, enjoy um, and preserve and help uh, with our beautiful uh, environment and national uh, national parks and things of that nature. Um, Different. Uh, it's interesting kinda... that the um, Secretary of Interior. Mm-hmm. Is this what you called the Secretary of Interior? Secretary of the Interior. It's actually about the outdoors. Yeah, it's about the outdoors. Yeah, but well, that's the interior, actually about interior the interior of the nation, the nation's interior. Yeah, I get it, but um, you understand why that's funny. Secretary of the Interior sounds like an indoor kid. I mean, I would, I would be down with that. If there's a Secretary of being an indoor would, kid uh, and that playing really video likes games the outside, or though. whatever. <laughs> I'm well, down right, with that. Like, I took a bold swing. You could take your own. All right. Um, bold swing. Uh, Secretary of keeping it real. Um, there are a lot of, I think. Uh, the commissioner of cool. I mean, you know, uh, uh, secretary of defense uh, and to be like, I'd be like, we don't oh, need as much money. Defense? Stop. Stop giving us so oh, much money. Um, or the EPA. Um, I want to be secretary of state so I can bring peace to the Middle East. Oh, good. You can do it. Uh, riding, riding, Kushner, riding Kushner's coattails, if, bringing yeah. peace to the Middle East. If yeah, Jared couldn't do it, what hope do you have? Yeah. Are you saying that Jared didn't do it? Whoa! Hey now, uh, let's give Jared credit where Take he deserves it. Take of the podcast, it. right there. Which is uh, um, he let's do another question. Brought peace to the Middle East. Uh, Andrew Stamworthy on Patreon said his father believes COVID is a hoax and various other right-wing conspiracies. He asks, do either of you have friends or loved ones who believe COVID is a hoax or other nonsense? If so, how do you deal with them? Thank you for this question. Um, I think a lot of people are asking themselves the same question, especially as they are navigating the holidays. It's hard, man, uh, and important. I think it kind of goes along with that first question we answered um, in a way about solidarity and finding common ground with people and, you know, and workers and all that. It, it's same. The same thing is true in our personal lives and interacting with loved ones. So I do know some people, not necessarily that COVID is a hoax. Well, actually, yeah, I, I, I have interacted with a number of people, especially when I was spending time in Arizona, people who I adore really, truly came to love and, and consider family members. Um, who do not believe that COVID is real um, or something to be that concerned about. Uh, Anti-vaccine, believe that Bill Gates is not to be trusted. And, you know, that, you know, (laughs) one person believes, you know, that he's killing babies in Africa and that there's videos being spread around, but that the internet has been, it's been expunged from the internet so nobody can find it. And, and it's tricky. It's hard because you can't come at it from the perspective of you're an idiot or how can, how can you believe this? Because they do. And it's like saying that's their reality that they're dealing with. But you can come at it from the perspective of wanting to listen and then responding. So like... I don't know much about that. If you could show me a video, that would be helpful. I think that for me personally, I understand why a lot of people don't trust Bill Gates X, Y, Z of what he's done. So I think that there's been a lot of confusion about what it is he's done. The vaccine 
actually uh, wasn't made in a day. It's years and years of research. But, you know, also we all have this liberal, the media is not to be trusted. You know, I find common ground. And then you mm-hmm. hear people saying, yeah, that's right. The media is not. And I'm like, it's not just liberal media. It's right wing media, too. And then they go, yeah, you're right. It is. And while I might not have changed their mind that Bill Gates didn't plant a microchip, <laughs> I listened and I engaged and I didn't get angry with them for their beliefs. Not that that's always easy, especially if it's your loved one. Um, my, I have a family member that's close that does not want to get vaccinated. He is young. He's um, 21. I can't make him. You know, my family looks to me to say, like, can you say anything to him? And I can't. You know, I I can make sure I'm protected, but like I'm not I'm I'm, if you force people, they just run away. But I think if you find compassion and common ground, you might be able to work on them over time. You plant the seed. Does that make sense? I've been rambling for a while. Yeah, no, that all makes perfect sense. Um, I uh, wanted to let you to use your word ramble, but I thought you were just answering the I question. I kind of want to do a show about um, this where you're yeah. talking to people and navigating the realities of this world that we live in, like have people call in with a situation and you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the for emotional sure. um, The actual conversations. Well, because all these conversations need to happen like offline and in person and that's where the real, you know, uh, common ground can be found. And, you know, people will do sort of the performative aspect of it. And like, I had, you know, uh, I don't know if anyone follows Russell Brand these days. Uh, he's just, uh, he's just like a YouTuber now. It's very funny. Um, he does these like, they lied to don't us thumbnails. Him, but and, I like, like it whenever he pops up on a, a podcast. Oh, they lied yeah. to us thumbnails. Okay. Well, like, it's like, it's very like, it's, it's, it, it's very Tim Pooley, I guess is what I, I would describe it as. And uh, I've been sort of like keeping my eye on it. And recently he had Tim Pool on to talk and it's like, you know, oh my find, God, no. finding common ground and stuff like that. Um, but like that. But I, that's I like that. But that's like performative. And it's like pundits doing it. What we're talking about, what you're talking about is like people in your life and relationships. Um, with- and I actually when I said this, I didn't originally mean off the cuff people that don't believe in me. I mean, like this person that having a conversation with you know, uh, uh, people that want to have the right kinds of conversations or navigating this world. But yeah, talking to people that believe in it differently too. But like, how do you approach having these intimate conversations on a personal level and not appealing to a mass audience where you've got YouTube commenters dictating? Well, and you know, you... like, I want to get this clip or like, I want to get this reaction or like, right. I, I know people are watching. Um, that's not really where, how it's going to be that helpful. I, I don't think... Um, but, um, I think what you're saying is right. And like, find, like finding that common ground, finding those sort of like those connections of like, yeah, there's, there's something true here and it's been sort of warped and gnarled and extrapolated to this ridiculous point. So like, let's go back and start at where it's true that the media, like, yeah, obviously the media lies and uh, manipulates for various reasons and wants you to believe this, so it's X and Y. Um, what are those things? Uh, in what ways yeah. are the two parties similar, right? Like, yeah, they uh, X believes this, Y believes this, but there are common interests up you here have that to dictate acknowledge these other where they're things. coming from, you know, yeah. and like unpack that. So uh, another conversation, less so with this is not conspiracy theory minded or like, or what have you, but 
even if you don't have somebody like that in your family, you, you are likely to have relatives who consider themselves more liberal but are upset at, say, homelessness or the spike mm-hmm. in crime. Um, and, you know, correlating that, making whatever correlations that people fear monger about in the media. Because like, I had that at, at Thanksgiving with yeah. people that I would consider I agree with. And so what I said, I've posted like this before, where I go like, absolutely, it's unacceptable that people feel unsafe. It's it's somebody had cited a friend whose car was broken into three times in a month. I'm like, that sounds really violating and terrible. And and I could get where people would be upset. But the problem is that you're placing the blame at people who are not the blame on the wrong people, right? Like what are the circumstances that somebody needs to keep breaking into a car to steal whatever loose change is in there? That's heartbreaking. And, you know, and then there's a a universal nod of that's true. That is heartbreaking. Again, I'm not saying you're wrong to be upset about it. I'm saying that the problem is systemic. And if we take all of this energy and focus it at the right place, maybe we can actually make progress instead of exacerbating the problem. This is a truncated way of me explaining that everybody at like we found common ground about that issue. So this tactic applies even to talking to people that aren't, you know, your racist uncle. Yeah. And like, yeah, recontextualizing things like, I don't know, like I, I don't know this person. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Just like, the, like what's more heartbreaking? <laughs> like your car is well, broken I know, into but like, or like, I, I know, I know, but you have to think about it from the fact be, yeah. that somebody that's, I'm sorry, I'm not like defending that perspective oh, I at all. I, I want to make that clear, but there is a humanity in somebody being afraid, you know? Um, and I'm not going to, immediately jump to you're a bad person for being afraid but let's unpack this right you know i i'm I'm using the car broken an example as something but like it's it is violating to have your shit stolen let's not Mm -hmm. pretend it isn't but yeah on the grand scheme of things no for sure stealing stuff because they're dying and we lose that when it's yourself and your own personal safety that you feel is threatened and i'm i'm hopeful that as we have these types of conversations, people start to see it, but it's hard right now anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, uh, you know, this uh, person who asked the actual question, um, uh, Andrew Stamworthy, it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have like close family members or like friends uh, who are this sort of far gone. So it's hard to say, I like, I, I kind of like, I wish I had more experience and exposure to having those conversations um, because all mine are like online or via video for the most part. Right. That's why you're Secretary of the Interior. You're an indoor exactly, kid. You don't need to go out kid. and see people. Exactly. Oh boy. I don't know about you, but I sure like having teeth. This one time the Hulk flipped into my car and I bashed my mouth real hard, which reminded me just how important it is to take care of my pearly whites. That's why I use Quip, the electric toothbrush company loved by over 7 million mouths. That's a lot. And their mouths. Their toothbrush comes with timed sonic vibrations to guide a dentist recommended clean. It also has a sleek and lightweight design and multi-use travel cover and all sorts of colors. Match your brush with your favorite Avenger. You dig? You can also 
upgrade your Quip with a brand new smart motor that connects to a free Quip app so you can brush in the future. Not the hologram flying car future, but that's, you know, that's coming at some point, I promise you. And you can trust me, Quip doesn't just sell brushes, you know. They deliver everything you need for proper dental hygiene, such as anti-cavity toothpaste and reusable floss picks and mouthwash and more. Also, their toothbrushes are only $25. That's a great price. Way less than what I pay for my car insurance now that my car is so often destroyed. If you go to quip.com slash more news right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash more news. Once more, it's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash more news. Quip, the good habits company. Brush like an Avenger, preferably not the one they keep smashing my car. I really dropped the voice towards the end, but that doesn't change the fact that quip. Hello, super friends. Do you have red in your ledger that you need to wipe out? Perhaps you've killed before and you know that you very well might kill again. We've all been there. Well, my friend, take the edge off by trying Imperfect Foods, a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in food. I don't know if you know this, but each year, 35% of the food supply goes unsold or uneaten in the United States. But Imperfect Foods is working to turn this around by sourcing foods that would otherwise fall through the cracks of our food system. Once you sign up at imperfectfoods.com, you can personalize your order with a selection of fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. It's nice and simple and it doesn't involve dwelling on your dark and mysterious past. Please do not dwell on that. Plus, it's good for the environment. Imperfect delivers weekly by neighborhood, a unique model that produces 25 to 75% fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. They also make it easy to return your packaging after every order, cutting down on additional waste. Huzzah! And right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners and watchers 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code MORENEWS. Again, that is 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code MORENEWS. That's right. Go out there, join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use code MORENEWS. You absolute monster assassin, you. Get on with your bad self. Should we go on to another question? Yeah, this one will be uh, a good opportunity to to shout out the great work of the team. Uh, Sidekick on Patreon asks, did you use a tutorial to make Warmbo or did someone on the crew have puppet making experience? I don't know that she had puppet making experience, but she made it. She did. Uh, Katie, Katie Golden, Golden. Um, a writer for the show. Uh, she's written many wonderful episodes of the show. We needed a puppet version of Cody for the Some More News movie. Watch it on YouTube. Available now. And uh, she jumped at the chance. She's loves that kind of stuff. And uh, she did a great job. I believe she got a puppet blank uh, is the term uh, where they sort of give you like, here's like the the faceless blank version of like a puppet. Um, and then got the hair and uh, the little the little outfit and uh, and put them together. Um, the outfit is so good. It's great. Um, um, just a friendly reminder that you need to make me a puppet, Cody. I didn't make it. Or we have to create one. Yes. Um, with the team. 
yeah. the puppet is that's and, the plan and whomever that puppet is is mm-hmm. coming it's coming on the way Another well not cue. on the way but like it's on the way <laughs> no we have an announcement to make we are expecting oh god <laughs> ew yeah that does ahead. make it sound quite ominous Corey on Hammerschlag on Patreon asks, will any of the conservative candidates who lose actually concede concede or have we seen the last of that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, well, yeah, they it depends will. on what race you're talking about. Um, uh, there are Maybe still not presidential, but yeah, there are still people who do that. Um, uh, I definitely uh, appreciate the question and I'm sympathetic towards uh, the the dire nature of the of the question. Um, and uh, where that comes from, uh, I do think that, uh, yeah, there are still reasonable people. Um, uh, it also probably depends on like how close the, ele- the election was. But I feel like we've seen that happen. Um, and But uh, it's getting less and less likely, for sure. So I do understand where that is coming from. Uh, Marissa Lopez on Patreon asks, what's the best sandwich? I have a hard time. I'm gluten intolerant. So bread is difficult, but mm. I do love a good sandwich. What is the best sandwich? Um, <sighs> if, I don't if, know if we're the right people to ask this. Well, like a, a cauliflower roasted vegetable sandwich with like pesto and um, big chunks. I want to say Parmesan and like these delicious roasted vegetables and arugula on this thick bread at my local coffee shop. And I don't order it on the thick bread. It's a heartbreak because mm. it looks so beautiful. This thick, crusty bread. But I do it on their gluten-free and it's still delicious. And that's that my, sounds like a Mendocino uh, Farm sandwich right there. It does sound like a Mendocino Farm yeah. sandwich. Um, I reject the question. I reject the premise of the question. <laughs> I, I don't believe there is a best sandwich. Uh, I think that answer is going to be different for everybody. Uh, I think there's a sandwich out there for everybody. Let that be a lesson to all of you. What's there's yours? a sandwich out there for everybody. Um, I like you know uh, I like pesto-y sandwiches. I like jelly. caprese kind of things. <laughs> um, uh, any th- any sort of Italian typey. Uh, it's caprese. Yeah, Italian type of, type of sandwiches. A lot of like cheesy kind of stuff. Um, I can't say no to a delicious. Uh, Come on, grilled, grilled cheese, cheese sandwich with some some sort of tomato bisque or soup. I'm going to um, say something that you aren't going to like, but I think might improve your grilled cheeses, which is I've recently learned that instead of putting butter on the outside, you put a little bit of mayonnaise and it fries not. up so much better absolutely than the not. butter. I no. know you hate mayonnaise. I'm with you, but it works. So doesn't sound like you're with me. One a couple sounds more like cues. you're against me. Couple more cues. Uh, Brian Harsh on Patreon asks Cody, I really appreciate your passion for music, and it always makes me happy to see that passion incorporated into the show since you're a very talented guy. Do you have a favorite piece of music gear? And if it's not cheating to double up on questions, it's not, Brian. I'd love to hear if there's a specific album or artist you consider the most influential to you as a musician. What a nice question. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate this so much. Um, how nice of you. I also like being able to put force music into the show is, I guess, what I would, how I would describe it. I, my favorite piece of musical gear um, is one of, probably one of two guitars. I have a, uh, I have a piano that I, I love. It's like an electric uh, piano that I do enjoy. Um, I have two guitars that I love. Um, 
that I've accumulated. Um, it is a yeah uh, uh, TV yellow Les Paul special. Um, it's uh, it's light. I think it looks beautiful. Um, it plays really well. Um, it's kind of a mid between like uh, uh, single coil pickups and humbuckers, and it's got this like a, kind of a gnarly sound. Uh, and then I have this other uh, semi hollow body that is uh, purple matte, like a plum thing. I like that texture. It's really and it sounds sounds very uh, beautiful and rich and bright. Uh, so those two guitars probably. Um, I'll say this about your music before you talk about your influences. Um, mm. There was another question on here that I don't know that we'll get to about hobbies. And um, and I can attest to you doubling down on your hobby of music playing. And um, I guess a couple of weeks ago, when this is airing, uh, we had a little mini reunion of the Cracked Band uh, you guys rented a rehearsal space and we're just jamming all day. And I came by and it was Abe Epperson and Brendan Carter and Dan O'Brien and Cody and Michael Swain popped by and did some raps and it was so fun. But I think it was Brendan on the way out was like, man, he has just gotten so good. You have. You've oh, really good. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. He said uh, other things that, that were mean, but oh, um, thank God. Them. Okay. Phew. Okay. I'll share the um, nice thing that he said. Oof, we'll do the mean things off mic. Um, that's yeah. very nice. Thank you. I've, uh, I, it's, yeah, it's how it's, uh, how I relax, I guess. Um, and it's just fun. It's just really, uh, really fun. I can't wait to go. All right. Say some uh, influences. To Ohio and play music with I my brother. Answer. Um, uh, I don't know. Music wise. I mean, songwriting wise, I, I, I would say the Beatles and, uh, they might be giants are big influences on me. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the catchiness of it, um, in terms of the tone, I would say like early modest mouse and pavement, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, uh, quality wise, I'd say like guided by voices, just sort of like kind of sloppy and lo-fi, um, loud, fast, uh, that kind of thing. Um, the first like real album I think I really like got into was Amnesiac by Radiohead though. Um, so I don't know what that means, but I've talked about music too much. Thank let's, you for the question. I really appreciate it. We'll do, next episode will just be B thousand or alien lanes and a debate. Um, yes, yes. One more. Ah, Jonathan. <laughs> All right. One more question. Um, we, you already hinted at this, uh, but you can come up with some other non-music stuff. Quink Festive Edition on Discord asks, what new hobbies or interests have you discovered in 2021? If any, I guess. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't, I really, I, hobbies or interests that I've developed. Um, I wish I could say more. I've been dealing with a lot of like personal shit this year, you know, the majority of the year as most people listening, <laughs> like the bulk of the middle was dealing with family tragedy and like some big personal upheaval. Um, and then right after that, we started taking things up a notch with the company and releasing far more episodes a month, <laughs> every week to be specific. Um, and so I, I think that my focus has been on my healing, you know, my free time, my, my hobby has been finding balance. My, I, I've gotten very strong. Like I, I've learned how to move my body in ways that I didn't used to, you know, uh, I feel athletic 
and I guess that's a hobby, maybe something that I've developed. I mean, yeah. But, you, but for me, I wouldn't say that I, I, you know, picked something up. But I've got plans and hopes for myself. I won't share them as concrete resolutions because I think that's bullshit. But, you know, yeah. Is that a good yeah. answer? Yeah, I think so. That's answer. a great answer. I mean, that's because you live like you live a, uh, and you strive to live like a very healthy life. Uh, but like physically and emotionally and spiritually. And I think you bring a lot of that to the show, think, but also to like you. to your day to day. Um, and like in yeah. dealing with, in dealing with all the like stuff a, this year, I think that's also uh, developed and contributed and helped along the way. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to transition this one into one more question. Jonathan, I can't pronounce this. Q Ray X cracks on Patreon. Crakes. Um, Crakes. Asks, Crakes. are you happy? Are you doing all right? And I think that that's a nice way to end the episode. Um, yeah, man, I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think I'm happy and doing all right. I feel happy. I'm tired. I'm ready for a break. I'm blown away by the people in my life, by you guys, our listeners, by the community that we've built. And and I know people say stuff like that and it can be easy to be like, oh, yeah, that's just no, I really am. It like takes my breath away sometimes. I feel so lucky uh, to be supported because it, it has been a fucking hard year, probably the worst mm. year of my life. Um, mm. I mean, that's debatable, but but a, a lot of bad stuff all at once, but a lot of like beauty too. And I, I feel just, I feel very buffeted by, by everybody in my life. And I, I think that's happiness. And I don't know, like when happiness, we have this idea kind of like, Oh, this, this idea that we've been fed, like similar to the notion of romance that we're shown on movies and TV like happiness is the goal I think that happiness is balance I don't think that you're ever completely it's like surfing you know you got to find your stride and then you're gonna you're gonna stumble a little bit but as you get stronger and more accustomed to it you recover quicker and you regain that balance quickly and I don't think that happiness exists without the sadness if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I look at all of it with gratitude and that, um, and that's what I think happiness is. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think it's a good attitude and approach and it sounds like you are happy. And again, like through, all, through this whole year, I'm also like PMSing you, right now and cranky as hell. Oh, but, there's, did anyone ask about that? Is that no? Nobody no? asked okay. about that. Maybe next um, time. How's your cycle coming, Katie? Yeah, because <laughs> I could tell you about it. I don't know if you want to know, Cody. Are you happy? Are you doing all right? Um, <laughs> wait. So if they did ask, would you like get into it? It depends. Yeah, especially if it like to say it's a woman that says like. <laughs> I'll be revealing too much with this. I will question. say is it normal the to have to... a short cycle. <laughs> All right. So my answer is it normal to get your period every three weeks? You... Um, it is normal. It's fine. It's very normal. It's fine. Uh, that's what I was going to say, too. Um, I yeah, I'm happy. I'm doing all right. 
Uh, I the uh, our amazing team that's grown uh, over the years has definitely helped with uh, yeah. so much like stress um, and mm-hmm. uh, also just like you know the the pandemic uh, being able to uh, talk to you know have a crew of people every day sort of uh, creating something um, and just. You know, generally, I I would say I'm doing I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll hear all about it in has my album. <laughs> um, over the Allegedly. years, a big goal has been able to grow to the point where we can hire people in a way to actually relieve pressure. And <laughs> with everything comes other stuff because in order to afford this many more employees to actually relieve relieve the pressure your 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 output increases right yeah but um you've been doing a great job and um i am very grateful as well for our team uh because i can see the difference for you you have to we have this community of people so we're not just doing it ourselves some of the work gets taken off our shoulders sure but there's more people to talk to and there's more energy to share and all of our team's energy is and is seen in every episode it's it's a lot of love from everybody um and otherwise we wouldn't wouldn't be possible mm-hmm. um and I, I think it's infectious because i see you and i see myself feeling that excitement as well so it's it's cool it's been great we're tired because it's a lot of work but it's it's really fucking cool too agree with you completely yeah, there it is um all right guys <laughs> we got there that's it we got there uh happy new year we're much we're gonna we're gonna make it through this year the mountain goat song mm-hmm. can we play like 12 seconds of that song i think it's like just enough gotta, i think it's gotta be like eight seconds to, can we play like eight seconds of that song just enough to get not get banged what if I we just know. put like eight seconds of that song at random intervals just different eight seconds would that count oh that's okay. how i love listening to songs maybe that's we great. want to do that <laughs> <laughs> all right we're out of here um i love i love i love recreating I love uh the effect of jogging with a disc man that's what we aim to do here top notch mm-hmm. production we probably won't put that song the song is this year it's called this year by, the mountain, by the mountain ghosts uh that would i guess would just be another influence of there it is. We brought it back around again. Back. All right, we're out of here. Happy New Year. We love you very much. New Year. Fuck much. <laughs>